0: wonderful Lord Jesus Lord we've taken these few moments Lord and we've shouted and sang praise to your precious and matchless name Lord we opened the service last night out of Psalms 150 let everything that hath breath praise the Lord Lord And now we've just testified that every single breath we have belongs to you Lord I give it to you this morning Lord I thank you for your mercy Lord I I can't stand on my own I'd never make it one second outside of your grace, Lord, but your grace is matchless. It's amazing. You're rich in mercy, Lord. I don't stand here alone this morning. Or you're here. I appreciate you, Father. I worship you with my whole heart today, Lord. Thank you, God, for all that you have done. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, Lord. Searched high and low, looked everywhere we could, but we found none like you, Lord Jesus. None can thrill the heart like you can, oh God. We worship you in this place, Lord. We thank you for the truth that you've made available, that you've made understandable, that you've made revealable in this hour, Lord God. We stand here this morning as trophies of your grace. Lord, if we were to be here this morning unjustified, unsanctified, not filled with your presence, Lord, we wouldn't have a clue what was being said or what was to be revealed, Lord. But we stand here and we raise hands that's been redeemed, justified, sanctified, filled with your Holy Ghost, Lord. We're not who we once were and we will never go back to what we once were, Lord. We've tasted your heavenly gift, and there is nowhere else to turn, Lord. I want to testify like Peter, Lord. You have the words of life, Lord. Where could I go? Oh, we praise you this morning, Lord. Lord, I love your presence in this building today. Lord, I value this more than anything on this planet, Lord, is your beautiful presence. Lord, touch my brothers and sisters today let us walk out of here with a faith that's on fire Lord trusting you believing you Lord with a courage that will chase down every demon in our life and beat them down with the word of God for they're defeated and we are not we have been built up in a most holy faith because you've done that through the revelation of your word that we were able to hear and understand and see Lord by your divine favor oh we adore you Jesus Thank you, Lord, for making a change in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that that you didn't just leave us the way you found us, Lord. We could have been left eat up with anxiety, eat up with depression, eat up with discouragement, just bitter and angry and mad and hurt and scarred up, Lord. But you're the binder of our wounds this morning. You're the healer of our heart this morning, Lord. You rub your salve on us, Lord. Oh, let your word wash us clean once again in this place, Lord. Let your word come forth with such a clarity, such a simplicity and understanding, Lord, that we can see you clearer this morning for all that you have done. We give you praise, today, Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I appreciate him this morning I appreciate him this morning I've told you many times I don't have anything on my own I don't have anything good to tell you on my own but he's got something real good for you this morning you didn't come expecting to hear me you come expecting to hear him is that the truth and he does all things well the title of our sermon today would speak to that mountain Speak to that mountain. While you're standing, if you'll turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. I want to read just while you're standing two verses. I bless you. It's wonderful to see you here this morning. I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate your faithfulness. I know it's not easy to get up and, and, and on your day off and, and come and drive away from where you live and where you're comfortable. But I appreciate what you've done and I know that you can't do one thing. You can't move one hair of your head that God wouldn't bless you for it. Because you are blessed and highly favored. I believe that this morning. I'm not speaking to a bunch of reprobates. I'm not speaking to a bunch of unbelievers. I'm speaking to people that believe the word of the Lord. That believe the word of the Lord. That believe that he's alive. I believe that he's alive this morning. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8. <coughs> Paul said, for we would not brethren have you ignorant. We would not have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. So pressed, so beat down, so struggling that that he was despaired even of life. Verse 9, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead. You may be seated this morning. Not trusting in ourselves. Not trusting in ourselves. Not trusting in your mistakes. Not trusting in your own mistakes, but believing in his success. Believing. Do you believe in his success this morning? Uh, and I want the word to encourage you today. Let his word come into your heart. Let him, let him spark that faith, that seed that he's got in his, in, in, that he put in your heart. I, I want you to walk out of here this morning trusting him more than you ever have. I, wanna, I want you to walk out with more courage than you've ever had in your life. And let me tell you, it's not me that can do that. I can't bring that to you. I can't give that to you. But he can. I didn't raise from the dead. He did I was listening to thy seed shall possess enemy gates the last couple weeks. Listened to it a couple of times. And, and in that, Brother Branham was talking about what Mary contributed to the body of Jesus. He said she didn't contribute the blood. She didn't contribute the pollen. He called it the pollen. She had nothing to do in the construction of that body outside of feeding it and watering it. And he said if she had, if she had contributed anything to that body, he said then the dead would live not. Think about that. Then the dead would live not. But it's a truth this morning. The dead is alive. Is he not alive? To be the firstborn, to be the first among many brethren. We don't stand here this morning hoping that your Lord will, will maybe die in our sins and, and maybe one day he'll raise us up and forgive us. No, you have that opportunity right now to be quick and made alive in Christ Jesus. So you don't just sit here, Levi Parker, and introduce your names in this equation. You sit here, the blood-bought, redeemed wife of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not sitting here just in whatever test or trial or what you're struggling with in this exact moment. You're sitting here, redeemed, picked, chosen, blessed, walking in his favor. Walking in his favor. Like I said many times, not just a mayor's favor, not just a governor's favor, your banker, your any of those things, his favor, the one that created heavens and earth. This is what God has for you in your life to get our minds shifted out of the, the daily focus, shifted out of everything that you've learned or walked in up to this point. Everything you've experienced in these four walls that you've, uh, if you've consumed in this world and you think that's real. But First, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 tells you that what you see is not even real. What you see is not even real. What's real is his word. What's eternal is his word. He said such a simple statement. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word will never, ever, ever fail. Never fail. You believe that this morning? Do you really believe that word that we're fellowshipping around right now? That revealed body word of the Son of Man, which is available in our day, is what you can stand on. You can hang every breath of your life on. You can believe with all your heart. I believe that this morning. With all my heart, I believe that. I've said this many times to you. If this world evaporated, disintegrated, completely disappeared, was no more whatsoever, and you were floating in space, floating in space because the world had passed away, he is still holding you because he said he would. This planet doesn't matter. This flesh doesn't matter. What his word says about you is what's matter. Your trial that you're going in right now, whatever your body is feeling like right now, that don't matter. What matters is what his word says. And you start speaking that word back to whatever you're in. You start speaking back to whatever you're going through in your, in your physical flesh or, or your family or your struggles. whatever. or You start speaking that word. That's not real. This is what's real. It will bring it to pass. It will bring it to pass. If you were to start taking in your life and say, well, you know, this is, this is terrible and look at this ugly thing and, and this is nothing. This will never get better. It will always be this way. You will stay that way. You will stay that way. I shared that with you before about a, a, a brother we used to know years ago that every day he'd walk in his house just to be mean. He looked at his own dog and said, blast your hide. Just blast your hide. Every day just blast your hide. It wasn't long that dog come down with a real bad case of mange. Something as silly as just saying that just to be mean to a dog. Something is silly. You start getting in your tests and your trouble. You think, well, I guess it's all it is. I guess this is all it's going to be. I guess it's never going to get better. I guess it's never going to change. I guess this is as close as I can get to God. And you put up a wall between you and him. You build that wall between him. But your words can tear it down. Your words can tear it down. I want to read this to you, and and we've kind of quoted it a good bit from the last little while, but I want to read this to you out of Works as Faith Express, 1965. And in that sermon, he's talking about where James talks about works and what Paul talks about faith. And he's saying there's not a contrast between the two of them. It's not trying to debate each other. They're not trying to debate between the two of the word. It's trying to show you a standard and template to live your life. Yes, by faith you are saved, but it's the works that you do from him, for him is out of your love for him. I do this because I have consecrated my life. I have sacreded it away to him. I've Just like a Nazarite vow, I don't not, I'm not anything of myself anymore. I've given it to the one that bought me. I've given it to my Lord, and I'm in complete submission and complete yielding to him. Complete yielding. Paragraph 24. Brother Ram said, I had a dream. I had a dream the other morning. He said, I don't dream very often. I'm not a dreamer. But I dreamed that I seen a man a young fellow in shackles. He was trying to get out. Somebody told me, said, those are horrible people, don't have nothing to do with them. And I seen this young fellow getting out of his shackle, so I just let him alone. And I thought, I'll just see what he does. And when he got out, he was a nice fellow. And I seen others trying to get out. He said, now this is only a dream. I walked over this way and I seen a brother, Brother Roy Borders, a very good friend of mine. He said he lives in California. Looked like there's something wrong with his eyes, was half closed. A great big, he said, maybe cancer, something over his eyes. And someone was trying to pull me away from him. Someone was trying to pull him away in the dream, away from him. He said, I screamed out, Brother Borders, in the name of the Lord Jesus, snap out of that. And he could just barely speak. He just barely could speak, saying, Brother Branham, it'll have to take something more than this. I just can't grasp it, Brother Branham. I just can't grasp it. I said, oh, Brother Borders, he said, I love him. Someone pulled me away, and I looked, and it was a lady standing over here. When I was a little boy, I used to haul groceries from the grocery store to the people's house. Her name was Mrs. Fenton, lives in Jeffersonville, a personal friend. He said, she said, Brother Branham, deliver us from this. She said, this is a house of hell. She said, you've been misunderstood in the message trying to do God a service without it being in his will. In that first few paragraphs, he said, all my ministry, I've been, under- been misunderstood. All my ministry. He's the people are now trying to say that you don't even have to go to church. That I preach, you don't even have to go to church. He said, I don't believe that whatsoever. The Bible says, don't forsake the assembly yourselves together. But so much more so. So much more so as you see the day approaching. Anybody see the day approaching? That's why you're here this morning. I see the day approaching. I'll be found faithful. He said, you've been misunderstood. These people, they're fine people. But I looked over there and looked like a great big cellar, big walls, down beneath a great big cave, great iron bars, eight or ten inches thick. And people out of their mind, out of their mind, twisted, arms and legs, beating their head like that. She was crying, saying, deliver the people, Brother Branham. Help us. We're in trouble. She herself, he said, I know her. She belongs to a Christian church or Church of the Brethren. He said, I looked around and said, I wished I could. I wished I could. And he said, go on looking around in my little bitty body in them great big iron bars. Little bitty body and great big iron bars. Those poor people in there. And you couldn't get to them. Them iron bars were sitting close together. And I looked. They were beating their head like they were out of their mind. And I seen some lights flickering. I seen some lights flickering around in there. And I looked up. There stood the Lord Jesus. With the lights of rainbow around him. He was looking right straight to me. And said deliver those people. And he went away. And I thought. Well, how could I deliver them? Haven't got enough strength in my arms to break those bars. So I said, so I said, house of hell give way. House of hell give way to the name of Jesus Christ. And all the creaking and the popping and the rocks rolling and bars falling and people running, screaming delivered and screaming at the top of their voice. It was all delivered. He couldn't do it in his flesh. Paul said, We don't trust in ourselves. You're not fighting your own battle. You're, he's there beside you. He said, He goes before you. He makes a way. He's a flame before you. There's flames all around you. You're not on your own. But if you step out in the Word of God and bring it to relationship with you and your life and your walk and your speech, then it starts to move on your behalf. Brother Matt said that last night about how many words the Lord used to create everything. He said it was three words, and he only used two to redeem you. So how much does his word mean this morning? How much does his word mean so that the name of Jesus Christ, everything under heavens and earth shall bow and give honor and glory and adoration to that name? That name is where the power's at. You understand that if he hadn't rose from the dead, then the power wouldn't have been there? If he couldn't have done it, you'd have said, well, that must not be God. It must not be Elohim. It must not be the creator because there's only one that has the power of life and death. And he proved it by the resurrection. That at that name, that at that name, the use of that name, the love of that name, the surrendering your life to that name, that you might know him and that he might know you and that you might love him. You know he loves you. That you could use that name. To defend yourself to defend yourself against anything Satan throws your way I don't care how big the mountain looks against anything Satan would throw your way. Back to second Corinthians chapter one verse 10 he's talking about verse nine don't trust in yourselves but in God which raiseth the dead in God which raiseth the dead. Thank you for the water <clears throat> Who delivered us from a great, who delivered us from so great a death, so great a death, and doth deliver. That word doth means continues to deliver. I know he'll deliver me. You know, uh, the the three Hebrew boys that, that made the statement, I know he can, I don't know if he will. I know he can, I don't know if he will. You believe the word of God is true? You really believe that it's true? Well, right here, you have a prophet saying, God doth deliver. So will he or won't he? Will he or won't he? He said he would. He'll do it. He doth deliver. He delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. (coughs) Are you at us this morning? Is that really true? Are you that us? Can you put yourself in that scripture to believe that when that prophet, which is God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, God moves upon his mouthpieces and God speaks to his people. And we know that Paul has passed away and his body's long turned to dust, but the one that spoke through him can never die, can never change, can never pass away, and his word is just as good today as when he spoke it. the end. Do you really believe that? See, it brings things into reality. We made that comment on Wednesday night about your perception of reality. Your perception of reality. You think that the things that you've seen is real. You think that the things you've heard is real. But that's just through these. Your heart, your soul that has to be quickened to be able to have a revelation of this word. You realize, you start looking back over your life when you start to read this and understand that all the things in my life were out of kilter, were out of cater. They were not lining up with the Truths of the Word. Right now, your body, my body, as we sit in this room, is not lined up with the truths of the Word yet. Not yet. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you've been sealed unto the day of your redemption. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire, like John said, you've been sealed unto that day of redemption. That day of redemption is the body change. Complete body change, not just healing, not just healing, but complete healing where no longer you see the same flesh. You see a triune body, body, soul, spirit that is now this natural body, my theophany body and my glorified body pulled together as one. That's what's real. It, 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 you're right now, we're, we're sitting here right now, we have that promise. We're getting a foretaste of that. We, we're getting to taste of the heavenly, of that, that, that kingdom of the world to come. We're getting those things that are brought back, that healing, that comfort, that peace, that restoration, not just in our body, but in our spirit and in our soul. He, he didn't come that you might be discouraged and depressed this morning. He didn't come that you would be eat up with anything that's not life. Life encourages, life builds up, life preserves. Life preserves, and light pushes out all the darkness. It pushes out all the darkness. The darkness, what the light, you know, as far as the light shining through, John talks about that the light shined into the darkness. It shined in. You who were one time's darkness are not that way no more because you've tasted of that heavenly gift and the powers of the world to come, and that light of God has been shed abroad in your heart, and you've risen now with him. You've risen with him, he who has healing in his wings. He who has healing in his wings. In whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Yet also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks be given by many on our behalf. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God. We have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you, word, for we write none other things unto you than what you read or acknowledge. We write not other things unto you than what ye read or acknowledge. And I trust I trust you shall acknowledge even to the end. We've said this many times. It does not benefit you for your neighbor sitting beside you to accept these words of life and you walk back out the same way. It doesn't benefit you whatsoever. If the Holy Ghost is moving in this room and your life isn't surrendered, you've got your life out of kilter and you can sit in this room and the Holy Ghost can be moving through in a pillar of fire, touching your brothers and sisters, and you'll sit there and think, what's going on? You remember the quote that was on the board this morning that, that the Holy Ghost, someone would try to step in and they would come into the room and, and they, the Lord would step down in and bless that person and they would start shouting and screaming and speaking in tongues and, and everybody else turned around, what's going on with you? Sitting in the same room, breathing the same air. What's going on with you? I started tasting of that heavenly gift, tasting of that world to come. I got a foretaste. I love what I taste. You love this morning? So when he says to acknowledge, that's what an amen is. Amen means to so be it. You water the word with your amen. See, Mary had to say amen. Mary had to say so be it. Let thy word, if thy word, let it be done unto me. Be it unto me what you have said. Amen. I'll agree. I'll acknowledge. I'll accept it. I'll receive it. If she had not, he wouldn't have come through her. She's no different than you. She, uh, the prophet would tell you that she wasn't even allowed into heaven without her getting the baptism of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Even though she was greatly favored and highly favored among all women, she would not have been allowed into heaven without being in the upper room on the day of Pentecost to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost because it is eternal life. So you understand, she had to acknowledge. She had to say, that's right. I believe that. I believe that's true. She for herself had to acknowledge it. I accept what's been given to me. We've said this many times and the prophet would make it this way that say you've been starving to death. You've been starving. You've had no food. You've had no money. You have no bread in your home. You have nothing to eat. And now someone has given you money. They've taken that money and put it into your hand. And you can say, I've got the money to buy the bread. I've got the money to buy any food that I want, but I'm still not filled yet. I've not got it yet, but I've got the money in my hand. He said, it's not until you go buy the bread for yourself that you take it and you accept it for yourself, putting it to work in your own life so that you can have taste of it and you can be filled and it becomes a work in your life. And again, it's very different than just for your neighbor, for your friend, for your family, for your someone else in a member. It's for you. He said, this promise is unto you. It's unto you. It's true this morning. Do you acknowledge his word this morning? He said, also, you have acknowledged us in part that we are your rejoicing, even as you also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. And in this confidence, I was minded to come unto you before that you might have a second benefit And to pass by you into Macedonia, to come again out of Macedonia under you and of you, to be brought on my way toward Judea. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? Follow me now. I understand it. I could have skipped down, but I wanted you to understand what he's trying to tell you about the promises of God to you personally. If you believe the word of God, let this become a, a, a staple down, a batten down, a, a, a take and let it be engraved on the fleshy table of my heart what God means about his promises to me. He said, why therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness or the things that I purpose, the things that I purpose. He said, do I purpose according to the flesh that with me there should be yay, yay and nay, nay. Yes, yes or no, no. He said, but as God is true. That other translation for that word could be God is faithful. Our sister sang tonight over and over and over and over. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. That's not faithful to, you know what? I'm bored. Let's go down and do something for Jesse today. No, he said, I promised Jesse Veal this promise, and I will for you to pass. I'll bring it to pass tomorrow. I'll bring it to pass. The next day, I'll bring it to pass. What if he falls down? I'll pick him back up and I'll bring it to pass again as many times as it takes until that body's changed. Because he's faithful, he's true. He's faithful and he's true. But as God is true, our word our word toward you was not yea and nay. Verse 19, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Here we go. Hold yourself now. Verse 20, for all the promises of God in him are yea. And in him, amen, so be it. He doesn't just say your request. Yes, he says, so be it. It is done or it is finished or be it unto thee according to thy faith. Go thy way, thy thy sins be forgiven thee. Go thy way, thy sins be forgiven thee unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establisheth, he which establisheth, he which establisheth us with you in Christ. He establisheth, he builds you up, he makes you strong, he holds you. Come on, somebody say amen. He holds you. He holds you. You know, this morning sitting here, well, I've been a good Christian for 20 years. I've been a good Christian for 30 years. I'm here in my own merits. No, you're here by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You didn't wake up this morning because you were a good person. You didn't wake up a good person this morning because you've done anything in your life. You woke up because he deemed you to wake up. He said, now, wake up. It's time. He holds me. He holds my very breath. He establishes us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. The one that's done that is God. The one that's anointed you is God. You believe Paul's words this morning? Now, do you believe the promise of God wear off? You believe it wear off? See, a lot of people, you, you don't have a balance among most people about the, about the new birth and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. A lot of people, and I understand when you have a mixed crowd, a mixed audience, you understand you know, the prophet would tell us in every assembly there's believers, make believers, and unbelievers. He said it's always going to be that way. You're going to have somebody just always circling in and out. So I understand the need for, to preach the baptism of the Holy Ghost, to get the new birth, because that changes everything. That changes everything. Now, once that's done, once you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, once your life is in that pattern, now that you've been preached and it's caught you, the Word of God has caught you. Now, you don't need to come back to the next service. I'm talking about you particularly. Once this has happened in your life, it does not profit you or benefit you to come back to the next service and be told again, get the Holy Ghost again. Did it leak out? It didn't leak out. Now, that's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Please don't misunderstand me. I understand to rededicate your life, to reconsecrate your life, to resurrender yourself. That's a daily walk. That's a daily walk. But the Lord Jesus is not an Indian giver. You realize that He's not an Indian giver. If you've received eternal life, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the new birth, is eternal life. He didn't give it to you and snatch it away. So what was I thinking? No, Paul just told you, it's God that keeps you. It's God that establishes you. It's he who builds you up. So now your life must be continue walking. I must continue to surrender. I must die daily. I must give him more. I must give him more. Well, it's going to get harder. Oh, buckle up. It's going to get a lot harder. You just think what you're going through this morning is hard. You ain't even seen hard yet. The Bible says not one of us have yet resisted unto blood. Not one of us has been resisted. Anybody took a beating with a whip this morning to come here where your taskmaster tied you out here to the pole, took a can of nine tails, ripped your back apart just to walk in those doors? Not one person. Anybody walk through a furnace of fire this morning just to come to the house of the Lord? Not one person. You have your demonic oppression. You have your demonic resistance. That's there. But that's not still not as bad as what our brothers and sisters went through before. But Satan will tell you, well, this hurts. This hurts. You overslept. You shouldn't probably go. Maybe your life isn't quite right. Maybe you've been a hypocrite. Everybody will know you're a hypocrite. If I go up there, they'll know I'm a hypocrite. There's no better place for a hypocrite to be than be somewhere that can be changed and be real, genuine, and true to the Lord Jesus. No better place. You're not going to get better out in the shed, out in your house, out in the bar, out in the car. Sitting, You're not going to get better anywhere else but in his presence. Nowhere else. I've shared that with you about Aaron's rod and was even listening to some meetings going on in Logan, Ohio yesterday. Brother Samuel Browning was there ministering. He's from Sheffield, pastor from Sheffield. He was talking there about Aaron's rod, and I I love this. I absolutely love what God's life, what his word will do to you. Well, I didn't feel nothing. That's where Satan beats you up all day long. Well, I didn't feel nothing. It ain't about feeling. It's about what his word says. Well, I didn't seem no better. I still see the mountain. Nothing has changed, but his word says so. His word said so. You what do you think about that, that rod of Aaron? They walk it in there. And you know they didn't stab it in the ground, into the dirt, where, where maybe the they could maybe reattach roots some kind of miraculous way. No, no, no. You could pick that rod up, still walk it around, but it starts to bloom in the Shekinah glory. Starts to bloom in the presence of the Lord and starts to bear figs or almonds, whatever it was. Starts to bear fruit walking around holding a tree and it's bearing fruit just in this room because his word is life. All because his word is life. No other reason. His word is life. Well, I didn't feel nothing. It don't matter. His word is life. His promises to you are yea and amen. His promises says, I'll back them up. But I didn't feel nothing. It doesn't matter. He'll back them up. He'll back it up this morning. What do you have need of this morning? Verse 22, who hath also sealed us and given us, given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. That earnest is a down payment. That earnest is a taste. So you, if you, those that are here in this morning that's been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For example, what happened here last night? What an outpouring. What a, what a beautiful presence of the Lord. And, and you feel him. And you, you can experience that anointing. You can experience that atmosphere. And you get that, that small taste of the world to come. And you know that it's changed your life. You walk out all wrung out. You walk out lighter than a feather. You walk out and you feel like your, your heart couldn't grow and couldn't swell any bigger. And he says that's just a taste. That's just a down payment. That's just the earnest. What will the whole be like? They're going to be shouting on the hills of glory. They're going to be screaming. They're going to be shouting and running. And, and, and oh, my, I think the prophet said many times that this is the quietest world you'll ever live in. This right now is the quietest world you will ever live in. Because when they go to hell, they're going to be screaming and weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And they're not going to do it under their breath. They're not going to be going, mm, that hurt. Ooh, that burns. Ooh, No, they're going to be screaming. It's going to be horrible. And on the other side... They're going to be shouting and praising God and glory to God like you ain't never seen, heard of before. You'll be able to hit keys and song that can't be done on this world with your presence set alone. You'll be able to worship him in a higher form than you ever dreamed possible. You'll be able to give all of him. And the prophet said, on that day when your flesh changes, he and his word will become what you never dreamed possible. Never dreamed possible. Never dreamed. I, I I can't get over that quote. I've I've heard it four or five years ago, and I cannot get over that quote, that he and his word will become what you never dreamed possible. We spent a lot of time in the last uh, a couple of months, or whatever it's been, uh, about what God is and who He is and where He is, as far as that veil of reality. Or I don't like to call it reality. We might would call where you're in right now in your moment. You might call what you're going through in your current state. You might call that a reality. But the problem I've got with that word is that word starts with real. It ain't real. Do I need to read 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 to you? It ain't real. What his word said is what's real. Nothing else is what's real. So you're sitting in a fake-ality. This is fake. Uh, Jonah would say those who observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. If I look down and my flesh isn't what that picture that God has of me is, it's a lie. It's a lie. And all lies have to be dissipated. The truth, it burns out the error. That's what's happening now. The truth is coming forward, and it's getting a hold in your mind. And you're waiting Wait a minute now. All these things that I thought were real, all these things that I thought were true, they're not even real. The way I feel right now, my shoulder hurts or my knees or my ankles or my back, that's not even real. My, my allergies, my skin. No, that's not even real. What is, what is real is that he sent his word and healed all of my diseases. And, and we worked a lot of time on that word all. Three letters are so powerful. Three letters, three-letter word, all. He sent his word and healed all of your diseases. Well, he only did this, he only did this, and then by the time he got over here, he'd used it all up only before, and then I just had to suffer to the change. That's not my God. Not my God. I just read to you, his promise to you is yea and amen. Yay and amen. Who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest. Given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Moreover, I call God. Listen to this. I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you, I came not as yet unto Corinth, not for that we have domination over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. By faith you stand. Helpers of your joy. Turn over with me to Mark chapter 11. Helpers of your joy. The promises that God has for you in your life are truly out of this world. They are so foreign. They are so out of the ordinary. They are so uncommon that you who've been living in this way for so long might not even believe it. And I say this a lot, that there's things that the Lord has put on my heart to say here in this study that even to me, as it's coming out of my mouth, I would imagine if I was sitting there in your seat, that I would think, that's, that's fantasy. That's the imagination. That's, that's not possible. That's, that's almost borderline science fiction or something on those lines. But, but all, that, this is just real. It's what's true. It's actually what's true. When you come into the perspective of that everything here is the training ground, Everything here is your test. Every single thing you go through is a test. I fell a lot of tests. I'll be the first one to tell you, I fell a lot of tests. But he ain't give up on me yet. He ain't kicked me into hell. He forgives me. He lets me back up. He has mercy on me. I know He has mercy on me. You ever felt it when you knew He forgave you? That's a revelation when you knew he's forgiven me. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, and he's been, I've been forgiven him much. I've been forgiven a whole lot of things. And when that revelation slips in that he has forgiven me, my life is better for it. My life is better for it. So if he says that this is what you can do, then there's got to be a way that he'll bring it to pass. Because at the end of the day, I'm still just Sam. At the end of the day, you're still just you. I've got my experiences up to this moment. I've got everything I've been through up to this moment. I've got everything that I've consumed, whether reading or seeing or, or experiencing in this world, that, that makes it almost to seem very firmly anchored to this reality, to this time, to this dimension. But those anchors, those chains are meant to be broken. How else will a body change happen? It seems so fantastic and so far out that your very atoms can be changed to where you leave out of visible view of this world. To where that we read that to you on Wednesday night, that they're sitting there and and the Lord Jesus is now shining on the Mount of Transfiguration, that He's that his shining, that his clothes, even His clothes are shining like the noonday sun. That's my words. Shining so bright that no fuller soap could soap or whiten it. That is shining so brightly, and they're standing there in that presence. See, that's clarity. See the light shining, it brings clarity. If we were in this room right now and all the windows were papered off and there was no light, and you were looking for something the size of a of a, of a speck of dust, you never find it in the darkness. You know that you never find it in the darkness. You'd be looking and looking, and looking with your fingers, with your with your with your touch. You'd never be able to find that thing in this room in the darkness. Not in the darkness, but when the light starts to shine, then you can see it clearly. He said he became so shining. That, that even his clothes were shining. And then the very next thing that you see happens, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah. I shared that with you. They didn't come riding up on the same chariot of fire that Elijah left in. They didn't just, you hear him walking footsteps across the way. They just now become visible. See, those men, their eyes started to be transfigured in that moment too. They started to be changed. They got close enough to that well. They got close enough to that door to be able to look inside and be able to see through that veil. To be able to see through that veil. And Brother, Brother Matt even shared those testimonies, Brother Wayne had said, about, uh, about a man that had walked through the room, walked right through the wall, walked through the pews, and just stood there. And, and the prophet would tell you many times that happened in those meetings of his, that they would, he would, you'd find him sitting out in, the, out in the pews. They'd be singing the song, Only Believe. All things are possible. And he said he'd look out there and he'd see him. He'd have his arms crossed. They'd be singing that song and he would just be nodding his head. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to just believe him. The angel of the Lord standing there, I just believe him. You know, the angel of the Lord is in this room right now this morning. That same age, he's sitting right beside you in this seat right now. Just believe him. Just believe him. Just believe him. God's word is true. Every other man's word can be a lie, but his word is true. Mark 11, verse 22. Jesus answering said unto them, and he's uncursed the fig tree, and they, you know, all these things that have happened, and by the time that he cursed it, to where that he comes along, he preaches, and, and people were astonished at his doctrine. Are you, are you astonished at his doctrine this morning? Is this thing far-fetched to you? Does this seem out of, out, of, out of an ordinary, out of common that, that his word can, can bring this to pass in your life? Whether you can have access to this. See, then they, they saw that he cursed him, and then and he tells him, and they're trying to destroy him. But the rest of the people, they feared him. All the people, they were astonished at his doctrine. Then he walks back out of the city, they he comes back on that tree. And Peter's saying, Lord, look at the fig tree, how it so quickly withered away. And verse 22, Jesus answered and saith unto them, "Forward." have faith in God have faith in God now Hebrews 11 verse 1 says that faith is a substance it's a tangible substance it's something that you can't touch with your hands you can't see it with your eyes you can't hear it with your ears you can't smell it you can't taste it but it's real so where does it hold its substance where does it hold its substance? Faith is in him. That faith is in him. He is, you understand what I'm saying tonight? That access to that faith. You didn't grow up and say, well, I've got this faith and this is what I have now. Yes, every man's been given a measure of faith, but not that faith. That faith that he deposits in you, that faith is with an understanding, with a revelation where you understand that everything that, that, that was a lie, that was an error, it's being erased from your memory banks, your memory banks, and only the truth remains. Have faith in God. Say, for example, we've said this a lot about all the things we've assumed and, and we thought we understood about God was. Say somehow he took his healing bomb, his nail-scarred hands, and erased it from the memory banks of your mind. And say that took, you know, maybe in the, in the quality of a library, rows and rows and rows and rows of filing cabinets and bookshelves and all these things that, that you had wrong in your thought about God. You had that Satan have done. Because Satan's been trying to destroy your faith. He's been trying to destroy your walk and your experience. Lord, your entire life so everything you ever heard satan's been trying to write there beside you that's not true don't believe that that's not true don't believe that even though the word is true he's sitting there the word is speaking steadily to you satan is in there screaming to you don't believe that don't believe that that's not real that's not real that's not for you you're not worthy of that you're not redeemed you're not delivered you're just a mucky old you that's all you are so what if god come along and just tore everything out of the library Emptied it out. Let the Holy Ghost burn it out. Nothing left. No more bookshelves of all these things that are wrong that you think about God. And one four letter sentence was left that remained. And it was wrote real big upon a wall. We have a lot more space now. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Well, I thought God was this, and I thought God was this. That's not what He is. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, verily means surely, pay attention, I'm serious, listen to me, pay attention to what he's saying. I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not... Doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, as the Lord was laying out which scriptures to read this morning, you heard me right. As the Lord was laying out which scriptures to read and which order this morning, he had me start with that scripture that said, His promises to you are yea and amen. I didn't come here this morning with a list. It's for this brother, not that sister. It's for this brother, not that sister. He said, this promise is unto you, and as many as far off as the Lord our God should call. And then he leads to Mark 11, and you hear the words of the Lord Jesus making this out of this world statement. He shall have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe believe that you receive them and you shall have them believe that you receive them and you shall have them I, i'm sure every person in this room has prayed for something at one point in your life and you knew you weren't going to get it be honest you wanted something but you knew in the back of your mind you were not going to get it am i the only one I, i'm the only one imperfect in this room so y'all can throw darts at the imperfect guy if you want to Because you didn't believe it. Why didn't you believe it? We have a template. We have a way to walk. Peter talks about the stature of a perfect man, how a man must be built up. You understand about the sacredness of the scripture of how you should live your life. Yes, come to him as you are, but he will clean your life up. He'll clean your life up. You won't be the same person. You might walk in the door this way, a drunk, an alcoholic, a, any of these things. But when he's changing your life, you're not the same way. The people say, well, I can just come as I am and I can stay as I am. No, you can't. Not in his presence. That rod of Aaron didn't stay a dead old stick. It didn't stay a dead old crusty flaky stick in his presence. It come alive and started to bear fruit because he is life. So a lot of folks will say, I'll just stay the way. No, you can't. Even right now in your current walk with the Lord, you can't stay the way that you are. You must keep walking with him. For the word of God is a light to my feet and a word is a lamp to my path. It's moving. The word of God is moving and you must be walking with him. We've spent a lot of time in Revelations 2 and chapter, 3, chapter 2 and chapter 3 about the church ages. We're not here this morning preaching to you Paul's message. We're not here preaching to you Martins, Irenaeus's, any of those. The word has come a long way since then. More and more has been revealed. More and more is been unveiled. And in our day, the seals come off the book. The lion of the tribe of Judah has stepped forth, and he's opened the bread of life. He's opened the word of life. He's opened the fountain of life and said, you can look into it. Amen. And it's changing everything changing everything to where that when i can pray my life is surrendered to him i'm dying daily i'm not the same person i was my life is 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 being corrected i I thought about uh you as far as you'll get my life lined up with god if you've ever seen a um how, how will i type this an old cast iron drain you ever seen an old cast iron drain in, a, in, a, in an old building that that it should be running straight up and down, but it's been broken and it's been kicked off and it's been patched and, and some things are running out? It's not straight up and down. You follow me? You got to set a drain this morning and it's broke every foot or so and, and over half of it falls this way. and It's not going straight down. But as God fixes your life, that gets fixed. That gets fixed. That gets fixed. And it's no more leaking out and losing it. It's just a straight up and down pathway between you and that's your kind of glory. That's what he's doing to our lives. And it's not doing it through a picnic. He's not doing it through, well, I guess um, I just woke up one day. I had third pull faith. Let's take the rapture and we're gone. No, power without character is satanic. Power without character is satanic. And I'll pause in that moment just a minute. Uh, let me tell you right now, anything Satan can do, you can do. Anything Satan can do, you can do. Brother Ram tells about being on the missionary field and tells that one about able to make a table fly around the room. They had this uh, this uh, this documented, whatever it was, that a table was flying around the room and all these men were jumping on top of it, trying to get it ripped down. And they said, we can't get it torn down, it's too strong. Can't pull the floating table out of the air. Floating, no cables, nothing of the sort. Can't get it down. A demon was doing that. These men were jumping on it, grabbing, pulling, jerking on it. Couldn't get it down. They asked Brother Branham, can you get it down? He said, of course I can. Well, let's see it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, demon, leave. <laughs> Fail and bust the legs off. Not in the name of William Branham. Not in the name of your name here. But in his name. Right. Where all the powers at? No demon can stand in that presence. Do you believe that name this morning? No demon can stand in that presence. You are Mrs. Lord Jesus Christ. Right. No demon can stand in your presence. Right. Cannot stand. Therefore, I say unto you, Mrs. Lord Jesus Christ, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. I've done quoted to you. Heavens and earth will pass away, but his word cannot fail. He said, he said, he said, ye shall have them. You shall have them. I believe that this morning. You believe that this morning. Amen. Turn over to Exodus 14 with me. (coughs) I really appreciated Brother Matt's message last night. Our God is a provider. Our God is a way maker. Even when there seems to be no way, he'll make one. Absolutely make one. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. They come up to the Red Sea. The Egyptian and the Pharaoh, they're chasing them. It seems like they're, they're trapped on every side. Literally seems like they're trapped on every side. Have nowhere to go. Moses says in the people, verse 13, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you've seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. No more forever. You believe these people were better than you? You believe these people lived a better life than you? These people backslid on him daily. They backslid on him daily. They run off a whoring on any little thing. If you get in the book of Judges, you don't get very far in there and your heart starts to break. God raised up someone, God delivers them, and then that person dies out and then backed away. They're doing evil in the sight of God and they're in captivity again. Satan put chains on them again. God raised up someone else. God delivers them. And that person, there in freedom for a while. That person dies. And now they, they're back into the, in the captivity again, constantly turning their heart from God, constantly turning their heart from God, constantly, constantly, constantly turning their heart from God. So I ask you again, you think these people are any better than you? They're just as human as you are. But God keeps his word. This isn't based on what you've done. This is based on what he's done. Moses said unto the people, fear you not, stand still. Stand, wait a minute, I've got to have something to do into it. I've got to try to work it along. I've got to try to do this. No, just stand and watch him. Just stand and watch him. You imagine all the angels. Maybe there's a song that, um, that Palomato State Quartet did back in the 90s, Said angels will stand there with folded wings. And you imagine on the day of creation, they're all standing there lined up watching what he's doing. Never seen anything like this before. Now all of a sudden a sun exists. All of a sudden a planet exists. All of a sudden many planets exist. And they're just watching. Watching what he does. And we wonder, can he take care of my little life? Can he take care of my little life? There is no temptation taking you with such as common to man. You're not going through anything new today that none of your brothers and sisters have went through before. You're not, you know, that's the one thing that I've watched of the devil. That is the devil. A lot of times that people say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how bad it is. You don't know what it's like. That's the devil. That is nothing but Satan. And I've watched in that kind of speech, it destroys faith. Absolutely destroys faith. To where that now you have to have God fix that in you for you to believe him for something. And I, I've all my life I, I've been told, "Well, you don't even know what pain is. It you, you don't matter if you you know, got my face ripped open and almost lose an eye and I could have di- had been decapitated. You don't know what pain is. It's just it, it's just it, I said this Friday night about uh, about when you love someone. It's strange how you get weak, you get down, you get hurting, and then yet you become bitter. You become uh, disconnected to people you love the most." and where you should be building them up, you should be loving them, you should be encouraging them, and helping them become stronger. Well, That's all you've got. You don't even know what it is. You don't even know what pain is. Instead of saying, just like the Lord Jesus, I love you. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. The Lord is here. The Lord is with you. That's not what the devil does. The devil wants to get you down there. Stand still and watch him. Fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you've seen today, you will see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And you find the opposite of that. So many people want to give someone the peace of their mind. I'll give you a peace of my mind. You know, you forfeit all your rights. I can't do it anyway. I can't make a Red Sea open. I can't make you redeemed. I can't talk you into being a good Christian. I can't talk you into being a message believer. I can't do that, but he can. And I'm going to stand here and love you with all my heart. The Lord will fight. He shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. <clears throat> and the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore, wherefore Christ, thou unto me, speaking unto the children of Israel, that they go forward, not backwards, that they don't give up, but they push forward. Moses says this here, you'll find over in the New Testament, where Paul says, press toward the mark. Press toward the mark. Well, I fell down. I made the mistake. Get up. I fell down. Get up. Keep getting up. Well, Jesus, how many times in a day should we forgive our brother? Is it seven times seven? Well, 49 times in a day, get it done. He said, I say unto you 70 times seven, 490 times in one day. That's just too much. He must not be, he must be serpent seed. He must not be a seed of God. No, keep getting up. Don't let the devil lie to you. Keep getting up. It's a strange, I've heard a lot of people that have been sold out Christians for a long time in their life where Satan has told them, you send away your day of grace. You messed up for the last time. God will have nothing else to do to you. He will have nothing for you. He won't help you. He won't change you. How many times he said that to you? See, that's still just a lie, no matter how many times he says it. No matter how many times he says it, the redemption of God is more powerful than anything Satan can do more powerful than anything he can say. The Lord shall fight for you. Verse 15, The Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore, criest thou unto me? Speak. Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forth. But lift up thy rod, the same one that later is in the presence of the Lord. Lift up thy rod, stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And again, Moses was a human just like you. He, he'd always been a human. He got up that morning, he was a human. He still stuttered. He still had his struggles. And now God is telling him, you speak to that water right there, that raging, rushing sea, which you can't even see the other side of it. You speak to it and say, I'm going to make you way across of it. And he's like, tell them what? They're going to laugh me to scorn. They're going to say, I'm out of my mind. They're going to say, wouldn't it wouldn't have been better to die in Egypt than to die right here. Just stand still. There were people there that believed him. You know, there was a majority there that didn't believe him. Majority don't matter. It don't matter. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name. You know, the only two actually even come out of those, all those that come out, there's only two of those original, was only two. There's the, only, only two, Joshua and Caleb. Only two that come out. Only two. Of those millions of people, only two that come out that believed God, they were standing there, and when Moses said that, they said, I believe that. I believe a God can do that. These same men went with the other ten to be uh, spies over to the land of Canaan. And they come back and they were I I bet you money it was Joshua and Caleb carrying that big old branch of grapes between the two of them. And look what we brought back. Look what we brought back. You want to taste one? We got enough for everybody. Yes, they're huge, aren't they? Plenty more where that came from. Plenty more where that come from. These other people said, no, it's too big. We can't do it. That's impossible. And Caleb said, we're more than able. Joshua said, we're more than able. Not because of what we did. Not because of our strength and our talent and technique because he said so. He said so. Lift up thy rod, stretch out thine hand over the sea, divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. I'll get me honor. God says, I'll get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, upon his horsemen, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. Not just think, not just wonder, they knew it. When I've gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud, the pillar of the cloud, went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these. So that the one came not near the other all the night. So on one side of this light, pure darkness, so dark you can feel it. Might as well be in a cave in the bottom of the earth, so dark you can feel it. You remember Brother Bram talking about there being in Carlsbad Caverns there in New Mexico. He said they turned the light off. They were so far down. He said it was so dark you could feel it. So you imagine on one side you just, whoo, it feels dark. Step back over that side. Oh, my goodness. Did that light ever go out over here? Not in that city light never goes out in that city. He is that city. He is the light. He is that light. He is that light. Went before them. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord caused, the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. Made the sea dry land. I'm not reading to you out of some fictional comic, some, some, you know, some like non-fiction story, some, some fantastic thing, some, some you know, odes to Greece or, or any of these fables or tales. I'm telling you what actually happened. And God does not change. God does not change. And I just told you, and you agree, these people are no better than you. They're no better than you. Whatsoever thing you ask, you shall receive. Whatsoever thing you ask. And then the Egyptians pursued and went in after them. Let me go back to 22. The children of Israel went in the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. The waters were a wall under them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued, went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in that morning, Watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of the fire, through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. God looked through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians, took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily. So that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Now they're calling him Lord. Now they're calling him Lord. You just fast, go back a little bit to what they were. Moses comes before Pharaoh and says, let my people go. He says, I don't know your God. I think your God ain't real. My God is real. And now they're saying, oh, the Lord fights for them. It's not the Lord's. How many of you guys you got? That's right. No, no, no. That one's real. That one's real. That one's real. The Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. The Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his he stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its strength. When the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, or the middle of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and uh, all the host of Pharaoh that come into the sea after them There remain not so much as one of them. I don't know how long it takes for water to fall back in. This is a big. This is big. You understand that they're coming out one side. These Egyptians have come into it, and God starts to shut the envelope behind them. And starts closing up that way. And he's standing there. They know they can't get through that pillar of fire to get to them. So that way is just as hopeless as the one behind them. They know there's no way. But you can see the water closing. You know that that's a dead end. And you see this coming down. How many seconds do they have? How many minutes do they have? They knew right then who God was God. Right then. Jesus said, He said, They will know I'll get me honor. Among Pharaoh, I'll get me honor among the Egyptians. And God proved it. God proved it. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right. You know, they keep saying that. He keeps saying that. That's the third time in this verse that he said that the water is a wall on the right, the water is a wall on the left. That means they were protected on the left hand and on the right hand. I don't know nobody on earth that can swim through so many thousands of gallons of water, walk right through it and get to me. Nobody. He'll make water your strength. He will make water. Water is not your strength, but he'll make it your strength. Your horse is not your strength, but he can use a horse and make it your strength. He is the one that fights for you. He is God alone. You don't trust in anything of this world. We read that scripture a few months ago. You don't even trust in your horse. You have a flood of an enemy coming at you. You think, well, I can jump on my horse and I can outrun them. No, they'll overtake you. You don't trust in the horse. You stand still and watch your God fight for you. Well, there's thousands of them. You're right. They didn't bring enough. I agree. I agree that it's only thousands. They didn't bring enough. Satan brought an extra 200 million. You're right. He didn't bring enough. He didn't bring enough because no weapon formed against you can prosper. No weapon formed against you can prosper. He made the smith. He made the coal. He made the fire. He let the steel that he created be used for that. He said, I'm telling you, it won't work because I fight for you. Thus the Lord saved Israel. Thus the Lord saved Israel. That day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead, dead, dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work. You agree that was a great work? Which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. They feared the Lord, and they believed the Lord and his servant Moses. I'll say it again. They fear, beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. They fear the Lord and they believe the Lord. Chapter 15, verse 1. Here's the response of seeing their enemy dead. This is what it did to them. To for Maybe you sitting here tonight, this morning, to get a revelation that that one devil, that 10 devil, that 20 devils, how many it is that's been tormenting you your entire life, gets escorted to the lake of fire. That you know that's their end. That you know you've been delivered. That you've been set free. That he has no more hold on you. This is what their response was to such a deliverance. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. And they spake saying, I will sing unto the Lord. I will sing unto the Lord. I will sing unto the Lord. For he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength. He's my song. He's become my salvation. He is my God. My God, and I will prepare him. I prepare him Inhabitation, habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord's a man of war. The Lord is his name. The Lord is his name. Let's stand on our feet this morning. We the musicians come up. I beg as your God. I beg as your God this morning. It is no coincidence that he asked there in the scripture that am I a God that's afar so off? Because we've thought many times that he's afar off. We've thought many times that that he doesn't care, that he doesn't answer, that he doesn't move for us. You've thought that, I'm sure. You're just as human as I am, but it's not true. What's true is he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you, even in you, until the end of the world. What happens at the end of the world? You leave this world, and you spend all of eternity with with him. You feel blessed this morning? amen oh glorious mystery the day he is real. His word is true. If you have a need this morning, don't walk
1: You can
0: take
1: one by sight and and one by faith. But take the word of God or what you see, what you believe is what will be. Set your wings. Oh, set your wings to the winds of faith. Oh, and you will fly in a higher place. Oh, do not struggle. your name, oh, watch watch your your name. oh, watch Watch your your pride, oh, watch your mountain, that's much too high, but speak the word of God, and by and by, oh, yes, it will move. Our wings to the winds of day, Oh, and you will fly. Watch the eagle. Watch the eagle. Oh, in the sky. Hallelujah. He does not struggle. He does not strive. Yes, Lord. for the power that makes him right. Oh, yes, it's all right in the sky, search your wings, to the winds of faith, oh, and you will fly, we're going to fly in a higher place, do not struggle, oh, it's by grace. To the winds of pain. Oh, set your wings to the winds winds of of pain, and you will fly in a higher place. place. Oh, do not struggle. Jories. Sing, do not struggle. Oh, do, do not struggle. Oh, it's by my grace.
0: want each one of us to gather hands and join around. We're going to pray together by laying hands on one another as we close the service as musicians. As you come forth, in the back, if you'll come where you can, everyone can, can be able to hold hands with your neighbor and your sister. And we're going to bind together by faith as a body. We can do all this. There's a lot of blessing in your fingertips. Everyone link together. You're holding the hand of someone that's been redeemed. Amen. You're holding the hand of someone that's been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus. This is his promise. Let's bow our heads now and speak to him. Lord, your word declares that they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lord, we believe that if there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. We'll lay hands on, Lord, and your word is true. We understand that this doesn't have to happen, that you can heal without being hands laid on, Lord. But as a body of believers, right now we're linking our faith. We're linking our love for one another, Lord. We're linking our love for you, Lord. And we're praying for each one of our brothers and sisters this morning that you would bless their lives, that you would heal them and encourage them, Lord. Strengthen them so much, Lord God, that there'd be no fear left in them whatsoever, that they would only be filled with love, Lord, love for you, love for each other. That they'd be able so courage to chase down every demon in their life that's tried to afflict them, or to torment them, or come against them. They'd be able to chase them down and put their foot upon their neck, Lord. And once that's done, they'll start helping their brothers and sisters chase down their demons, Lord. We are a body believers. We're dressed in the battle armor of Ephesians 6, Lord. We believe your word this morning, Lord God. We believe you are God and you are God alone. There is none like you, Lord Jesus. There is no power and authority been given to anyone like you have given to your people, Lord. We believe it this morning. We receive it. We accept it. We thank you for the use of it, Lord. Thank you for letting us use your name to defend ourselves, Lord, to defend one another. Let your love, Lord, so saturate all of our, bi- all our beings or every fiber of our essence. Let us only be filled with your light, Lord. No darkness whatsoever. Let your light so envelop us and change us into your image, Lord. Have mercy upon your people, Lord. Bless each one today, Lord. If there's any that are sick among us, Lord, I pray you would take your nail-scarred hands and touch their bodies, Lord. Make them so completely well there not be one trace, not one mark of sin, not one mark of death whatsoever, Lord. Give us another taste of that resurrection, Lord, for you are God alone. And this is what you've given to your people in this hour. We receive it and we experience Accept it. We put it to work in our lives, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for anyone who is at night in spirit or in their soul, Lord, God, that needs a touch, Lord, that needs a closer walk, that might be standing here with a, a root of bitterness or might be with scars or offenses in our spirit. Lord, I pray you would heal that part, Lord, God, that you would take it away, that there'd be no scars left, Lord, for you're good at your job. You're a good healer, Lord. You paid that price, not just for our body, but for our spirit and our soul, Lord. Complete redemption. Complete restoration. And we stand here today and we bind our faith and we accept it and we receive it for our brothers and sisters, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. We worship you with our whole hearts. And we appreciate you, Father. In your most beautiful and precious and lovely name. Amen. 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 God bless you. You are dismissed this morning.
2: Now it's my turn. Before Nobody you leave go. Hallelujah.
0: October is
1: Pastor Appreciation Month, and we want to take these few minutes to greatly thank my dad, my father, our pastor, two years in the ministry.
2: Wanted to read uh, Romans 13. Um, we'll start in in six. For for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon His very thing. Render therefore to all their dues: tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. I have not been, we've only been coming here for a little over, well, almost a year now. November will be a year. And I've never met a church family like this family. And I know that a lot of it comes from the dedication and the sacrifice that Brother Sam every day, he gets up and he he, he puts us before he puts himself, but he puts us before God before he he puts his self and his needs before God. Such a humble man. If you haven't seen that yet, then you really need to get to know it. So we just have a couple gifts. Our first one here, be careful, there's, a, there's stuff inside there. Um, all of y'all know what the gifts are. Uh, we wrote some letters thanking him for what he's done for us. There's some pictures, there's some cards, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, and then some other stuff that not everybody might have known about. We couldn't decide where we wanted to do this, but I feel that this is the best place after a service like we had today.